Chapter 15 Amorite Chariots At Nasser's house, a change of plans unfolded. When Abdi Ashurta was informed, the Hittites wanted to meet at Carchemis, two hundred miles away. Who's in charge of Carchemis? Girgis asked. Piasili, King Supiluliuma's son. The king installed Piasili as viceroy of Syria after capturing the city last year. It's a long way between here and Carchemis, Girgis complained. I'd rather we meet in Aleppo. It's three days away. Why must we spend another week traveling? Abdi Ashurta was worn down by the constant complaints of his citified brother. Nodding to Aziro, he turned to the scribe. Girgis, we would like to show you something. Come with us to see the horses. Girgos followed the father and son down a path that led away from the compound. They walked up a steep rise, and there, before his eyes, Girgos was astounded by what he saw. Nestled inside a shallow valley was an enormous walled enclosure. Made of packed earth, the walls stood twenty feet tall. It was larger than a stadium and looked very old. What is this place? Girgos asked. It is an ancient place of horses and chariots, Abdi Ashurta replied. There is a trail of horse camps up and down these valleys, even into Egypt. The Hyksos built them. Who are the Hyksos? Girgos asked. I've never heard of them. Our people tell stories, Abdi Ashurta said, that have been handed down from father to son. They say they came from the far north and built these horse camps for protection as they traveled. There's more than one of these? Girgos was incredulous. This is a gigantic thing. It must have taken years and hundreds of men to build it. This is one of five ancient horse camps that I have seen, Abdi Ashurta said, and I am pretty sure there are more. Girgos opened his mouth in surprise as he took in the fantastic sight. With an opening at each corner, the walls stretched one hundred yards in one direction and twice that length along the other. Did you say there were horse camps? Yes, Girgos. They were built to protect the horses and chariots overnight. Where were they going? Legend says they were on their way to Egypt. But they didn't try to conquer you and your lands? I guess not. This was many lifetimes ago. All I know is they shared their knowledge with my ancestors. It is said there were hundreds of them. Because no town they traveled through could accommodate that many horses and chariots, they created these enclosures along their route. As I said, I have seen five of them, and I have been told they appear all the way from Carchemis to Egypt, each a day's ride apart. A day's ride apart, Girgis repeated. But why would they build so many? The horses, chariots, and riders were protected within these massive ramparts, Girgos. We are told each camp took thousands of man-hours to build, but it was the only way for the explorers to defend themselves. They must have been used for many years. Girgos followed Aziru and Abdi Ashurta through one of the openings of the Terapisse. We will get to Carchemis quickly by using what I have stored in there. Abdi Ashurta pointed to a stone building with a wooden thatched roof that lay inside the protective walls. Many horses were grazing nearby. I can't ride horses, Girgus said. We will attach chariots to the horses, Girgus, Abdi Ashurta explained. Nassar has two chariots. If we trot the horses, we will arrive with only two long days of travel. I didn't know you had chariots, Abdi Ashurta. Aziru stepped in front of his father and took the lead. Come, see, he said excitedly, as he led them into the stone barn. Aziru's overzealousness was making him appear foolish.
Perhaps he put too much blind faith in a man he just met. His father had spent a lot of time and money to collect these weapons. With one thoughtless moment, a zero could jeopardize their future. But Abdi Ashurta wasn't worried. For some reason, he had come to like and trust this little man. Girgos followed Aziru inside the barn. This way, Aziru said as he pushed open a large wooden door. Two chariots made of wood and animal skin were standing in the middle of the room. Did you build these, Abdi Ashurta? Girgos was astounded as his eyes adjusted to the darkness. Here were weapons he had never seen, only heard about. No, we did not build them exactly, Abdi Ashurta answered. Well, how did you get them? Girgos walked over to inspect one of the chariots. When he grabbed the wooden frame, it made a squeaking sound. They've been here for many generations, Girgos. These chariots are over a hundred years old. Girgos walked around the chariot. The wheels were made of bent wood. The top of the wheel came to the middle of his thigh, with the axle just below his knee level. It was about three feet in diameter, with wooden rims held together by six wooden spokes. Girgos examined the side of the wooden wheel and noticed its edges had been rounded by some type of woodworking tool. The spokes were flat and glued together into one integral unit. The wooden axle ran across the back of the chariot. The platform was also made of bent wood, sealed into form many years earlier. The floor was merely animal hides, lashed onto the curved poles. Rails came up three feet high, encircling the front and sides. I can see this could become a real killing machine when horses are connected to it, Girgos said in awe. Who did you say built these, Abdi Ashurta? The Hyksos left the chariots, because they were broken, and they sat in the junk pile for years and years, but my father always knew they would be useful one day. That is why he saved them. What was wrong with them? They seem to be in good shape now, Girgos said as he pushed the chariot and it moved forward smoothly. The axles were broken, Abdi Ashurta explained and they sat here for so long because we had no strong horses. The chariot people took their horses with them. We have taken good care of them because a duty was passed down from my ancestors not to destroy them. Well, you've done a good job, Girgis smiled at his host. We just made the final repairs on this one two months ago when we brought the horses here. The other was finished yesterday with an axle from Baalbek. I purchased the horses from Anis, who lives one day's journey north of Aleppo, you will meet Honest soon, Girgos. He is here right now, teaching us how to ride the chariots. Aziru stepped in. We will meet the Hittites in Carchemis to talk with Piasili, the king's son. Bentepshari, a priest of Ishtar, will be there also. He is the Hittite king's advisor, and hopefully we will learn much from him. We will leave before dawn tomorrow morning. And who is we? Girgos felt suddenly tired. You and I will be riding with two of Father's Marianu. Don't worry. As Father said, we will make good time with the chariots. The defeat of having to journey further wasn't so hard to take now. Though Girgos did not look forward to traveling with this rash boy, the thought of a chariot ride was too compelling for him to refuse to go. Very well. I will be ready to go with you tomorrow morning, Aziru, Girgos said sternly. But he wouldn't be able to hide his excitement for very long. End of chapter